0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to day two of Cast Today 2017. I'm Matt Peters. Thank you for tuning in once again, and thank you for the amazing response that I've already seen for the first episode of Cast Today. I was blown away by the positivity that you folks have uh, put out there, and just folks happy to see the project starting up again. I'm happy too. I love doing Cast Today because it allows me to catch up with so many people that I've missed out on uh, for the majority of the year. You know, the problem with knowing busy, talented people is that they are talented yet busy. So you really don't get a chance to talk to them the way you want to. You gotta track them down, you gotta rope them in, and you gotta get them to start talking about a new project they're working on and just see their their eyes light up. I love that. So that being said, um, you guys have also expressed that you want to help out in some way, whether it be uh, being on the show or, you know, just sending something my way. So in honor of that second option, uh, I have begun a Kofi account or coffee. I don't know how it's pronounced because it's K-O-F-I. Anyway, my good friend Tanya Depass, uh, she has one, and I figured I'd give it a shot too. I love coffee, as you guys know. Uh, I talk about Death Wish all the time. I talk about dark matter, of course. And this this podcast runs on caffeine. That's the bottom line. I will go ahead and put the link out there for you folks. As I said, I truly appreciate this. I'm not trying to make anybody feel obligated to throw something out there. But if you are inclined to buy me a cup of joe, I'd sincerely appreciate it. I've already gotten some stuff to check out for our Snackulous Tuesdays. I'm excited about that. I also did something that I just kind of did spur of the moment this morning. I started doing uh, a video. Diary called Cast a Diary, uh, just kind of talking about the stuff that I don't get a chance to address on the show proper here. So if you are interested in, you know, what goes through my mind and what happens with this process along the way, uh, keep an eye on my YouTube channel. It's my personal channel, uh, just to see if I keep this going. It's not. It may not be every day. I'm not guaranteeing it's going to be every day, but. I'm going to try to put some stuff out there just to let you guys know what's going on from a more personal standpoint. I've got a lot of great guests coming up. I'm so excited. Uh this week coming up is going to be super busy getting these folks uh interviewed and lined up and everything like that. So, uh like I said yesterday, buckle up. It's going to be a fun ride. Without further ado, my guest today is my friend Jamie and you guys see her at cons all the time. Trust me. And you're going to love what she has to say. She's got a lot of insight. On a lot of various different things like motherhood just fandom in general cosplay but i'm not gonna spoil any of that i want to go ahead and wrap this up so i can get to bed because i want to check out wonder woman tomorrow i've seen you guys going nuts about this i had to miss it today because i had to catch up on some stuff for the show but i am really excited to see wonder woman i never thought i'd be this excited to see a dc film i digress let's get to the interview take it away me ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in today of course this is another episode of cast a day 2017 with me on the podcast today i have a very good friend of mine somebody who i've known for years i don't want to make it seem like we're elderly because we're not we're totally not elderly we're you know just a little old but i've known her for years speak for yourself i'm a silver fox that's right you are all right ahead <laughs> all right well you've given it away now ladies and gentlemen my friend jamie jamie how you doing? <laughs>
1: and the crowd goes wild
0: that's right they do so today I have you on the show because we're gonna talk about some fun stuff we're gonna talk about your experience with selling comics at conventions we're gonna talk about being a mom and a nerd and raising a nerd and that whole thing but I gotta ask you first and foremost with the summer upon us what conventions are you looking forward to this year
1: Um, The usual answer, not Wizard. I I mean, let's be real. Cosign on that for sure. Do we ever look forward to Wizard? No. Um, So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, seriously, let's let's be real. Um, So as far as conventions that I'm looking forward to, I love the indie conventions. So um, a friend of mine from Alley Cat Comics is actually hosting his very first convention.
0: Oh, wow. Shout out uh, to Alley Cat Comics. Shout uh, my... out
1: Alley Cat.
0: Um, every free comic book day. Uh, you may have seen him. He dresses up like Batman this year. He was uh, the Red Ranger. Uh, Hotness. He's... Yeah, he's dope. He's really great. And he's a he's an indie wrestler sometimes, too. But he's retired, so keep that under your hat. Anyway. Aren't
1: all wrestlers cosplayers anyway?
0: Yes, exactly. You feel me. Okay, I'm sorry, but please get back. Yes, the convention that Alley Cat is putting on, please.
1: Um. Yes. So <laughs> my friend, George Munez, is hosting the very first ever uh, retcon convention, which will be held August 11th through 13th. Um, the information is available on Facebook and essentially the convention is geared towards giving back comics to the people who love them. So the whole point is inviting artists and comic fans and especially people of color who appreciate, uh, you know, the art that is comic books and who have been expired by comic books their entire life. We want people like that there so that we can have a wider representation so i really look forward to it
0: that's really cool and I, I like that angle and i like the idea of inclusion of course it's something that we uh we strive for with uh chicago Inner social club as well so i am proud that a convention like that is being put on and i wholeheartedly support it uh alley cat again it's a great shop they're always very welcoming um yeah so that's really cool we talked about uh being inclusive we talked about people getting started on their path to being a nerd and a geek and that sort of thing. When did you realize that you were into something that was a little bit more off the beaten path as far as your entertainment goes?
1: Well, um, I guess you could say it started early on. Um, My uncle, my favorite uncle, used to drag me to comic book stores when I was little because his philosophy was he can always get a discount with a cute little niece by his side. So... (laughs) You would drag me, sit me in a corner, hand me a comic book, and I would just start reading. And it became, you know how people have their stories? Yeah. Uh, comic books to me became my stories. They, to me, were basically like soap operas that I could read. So I actually got very invested in a lot of them, um, you know, like... When Shashala was hanging out with Oro Monroe, my girl, you know, that was a real love story to me. That was like my first real love story. And I'm all involved in that and um, trying to explain it to people in school like, hey, did you read this storyline? Girl, this is hot. (laughs) He would be like, nope, nope, nope. I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: Move on. <laughs> I got to tell you, it's a special moment when, as a nerd, you find your 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 hive, basically, when you find people who you bring up like a nerdy reference and they're like, I totally get that. And I'm going to meet you halfway and I'm going to one up you, you know, that's so cool. And when I was uh, at Luther South, my, my first high school, uh, you know, of course, the yeah. student body was majority black. And, you know, it wasn't really cool to be in the stuff like comic books and all that sort of thing. So when I found my buddy Breck and Desmond, we started talking about image. We started talking about Spawn and all these great books. Joe Matarrera had just uh, started doing work. So we were all so excited to talk about comics with like-minded individuals. And that lunch table became like our our temple. You know, it became our church. We got to sit down once a day and actually belong somewhere. So... It's always a cool feeling, you know? Yeah, Isn't so you Isn't that amazing? It's awesome. Yeah, your uncle introduced you to that feeling as well. That was cool that he brought you along. One thing that impresses me about you, you mentioned that um, just in conversation that you don't really um, take in that much TV in your spare time. You're more of a reader.
1: I am more of a reader. Um, I have a TV that exists solely <laughs> for video games, Walking Dead, American Gods, and my few other shows that I watch. Um, other than that, hardly ever turn the thing on, it's barely existent. Um, the reason that I love to read so much and love to read voraciously um, is because it is something that wasn't afforded to a lot of the people in my neighborhood when I was coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a project chick, former project chick, you know, we have been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Um, and where I'm from, what is a library? Really? Yeah. Like, where, where is a bookstore? Please tell me where I can find these things. Because they did not exist. So, to have a household where I had access to reading materials on a daily basis and was encouraged to read, I like to keep that tradition going. So, that's why I am with that. I would rather read a book than watch a tv show any day of the week
0: and that's a that's a great way to be i mean you know of course it's all about preference as you mentioned american gods is a stellar tv show i just recently caught on caught up on that myself and it's it's phenomenal just what you see on the the screen
1: god's old and new yes it is yes
0: yes (laughs) and it just perfectly matches up with the book at certain moments and you're just like yes this is exactly how it looked in my mind and that's so cool
1: Exactly. They did a great job. And I'm so excited that Neil Gaiman was part of the project. I think that um, he helped a lot with bringing that vision to life. Um, You know, it's one of the TV shows I can watch. And like you said, I can visualize how I thought that scene would go down if I ever had an American God show. So it's, it's completely awesome. So no spoilers, no spoilers for anybody. But if you
0: haven't seen the show and you read the book, go for it. Yeah yeah highly recommend it but to go back to what you were talking about just touching on providing an environment to foster that type of uh that that gaining of knowledge um you know most people may not know you're a mom <laughs> you're a great mom and you actually fostered this love of geekery in your own son so tell me uh what's it like raising a child and uh you know just giving them that knowledge that it's going to be okay you know, to be a nerd, you know, just to kind of prepare them for the world in that, in that fashion. I straight up just asked you what it's like to be a mom. That's, that's.
1: (laughs) What is it like to be a mom? Um, What's it like to, to raise something so that it's still living after 18 years? Is that what you're asking me?
0: I guess Um, so, man. He's fine,
1: he's still alive. (laughs) Good, good. Um, His room is littered in comic books and pop vinyl figures. So that means I did a good job there. Yes. But being a mom, to me, my own personal definition of it, is bringing a child into the world, knowing that the world is effed up, and that you somehow have to bring this being to fruition to help him make the world a better place. And I feel like I've done that. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, just based on conversations we have, I I can definitely co-sign on that. I mean, you know, just... The idea of of being a parent in this world let alone um just being a parent in a world where the deck is already kind of stacked against you like as far as uh the the nerddom goes and everything that's that's one thing but then you're also raising an african-american child in this world as well so it's like doubly just kind of breathing down your neck and you just always make it seem like it's just so simple
1: Agreed, but I—I I mean, me and Charles had. Charles is my son. For people that don't know, um, <laughs> me and Charles had this discussion when he was in fourth grade, and he came home to me crying because he wanted to read Harry Potter, mm-hmm. and I forgot we were living in Humboldt Park at the time. I think, mm-hmm. and all the kids looked at him like excuse me you want to read what what is that wizards witches quidditch what the hell are you talking about and um i had to go tell his teacher like look (laughs) he wants to read this for his book report yeah i don't care what you think i don't care if you think it's too advanced for him i don't think i don't care if you think that the other students are not going to be interested this is what charles wants to do you need to let charles do this and um When I had this discussion with her and him, I let him know, never let anyone bring you down for what your interests are. You do you. Right. I don't care if you're interested in going to the school garden and planting a field full of tomatoes. You freaking do it. If it makes you happy, if it expands your knowledge base, do it. I mean, Mm -hmm. who is going to judge you besides those who don't want to do it? And if they don't want to do it, that's on them. So... That's just the way I've always been with him.
0: And that's cool. I mean, that's that's actually really sweet. Um, do you think that blurbs have it easier now than we did when we were growing up? Or do you think it's...
1: Hmm. That is a very good question. Um, I was bad and bougie before bad and bougie was really a thing. Hmm. So I, for because I'm lucky enough, I went to a school where... Being a blurt was normal because I went to Whitney Young. Mm. So I I didn't get backlash in high school because we were all the outcast nerds at Whitney Young. So that was fine. Um, But I can say in grammar school, I got tons. So I think it's a lot easier now and a lot more accepted that you can be, you know, black and nerdy um but it's still hard to fit in um you know when you would rather go to a comic book convention or anime convention and your friends are just like hey we got other stuff to do like why are you why are you into that why are you watching this show with like japanese subtitles and you could totally be watching i don't know empire or something like that and you're like i don't know what that is yeah i don't know what empire is but Mm. anyways (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's, it's better, but it's still not mainstream, if you know what I mean.
0: Mm. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. So we talked about this a little bit, um, you know, while we were leading up to this about your your specific fandoms and that sort of thing. Um, I know that, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you how I'm so sure about this. Lord have mercy, please continue. You are the proud owner of a -a one-of-a-kind piece of art Mm -hmm. uh, that happens to reside on your body by the one and only Joe Martin. And it is of (laughs) R2-D2. Yes, my
1: R2-D2 tattoo is so
0: popular. Yes, yes, it's a beautiful tattoo. Joe's a great artist and you are a great canvas and you have great taste. So it's just a match made in heaven. It's like an Oreo cookie. You know the Thank good Oreos, you. you know for those. No who... pun
1: intended.
0: Oh, <laughs> I didn't even realize her. Right. Oh, saying. yeah. Okay, we're gonna we we're, we're gonna <laughs> no say it's like a Reese's peanut butter cup. Then how about that's that's a little still no pun intended. At still all. no. Okay, fine. All right, I'm gonna take my foot out of my mouth, <laughs> and we're gonna talk about your other tattoo, which is a, a Princess Leia sugar skull and yeah uh, yeah, i mean i'm just i'm impressed by the work of the tattoo artists and
1: shout out to joshua meadows at infamous inc
0: that's right oh yeah that's local too check that out all right so i'm gonna have to
1: and ashland he's the best
0: You know, it's great to see a tattoo because, you know, when you have a little bit of melanin in you, you have to be very specific about the colors that you use, the type of ink that you use. And -hmm. it's great to have a partner like that who can lead you in the right direction. And he definitely did because those colors pop and that tattoo Mm -hmm. looks amazing. Both of them look amazing. So uh, shout out to Infamous Ink, definitely. Um, And I'm going to have to go visit them very soon, as a matter of fact. But back to the subject. You are one of the biggest star wars fans that i know how did you how did you get into star wars i mean what was your experience discovering star wars for the first time
1: well i mean i was born in may of 1977 so it was pretty much meant to be yes. that i would be a star wars baby <laughs> um but again, this came from the nerddom in my household and my family trying to steer me towards the right way. So, um, <laughs> just a little bit of history background. My family is Creole, you know, voodoo, which is all that good stuff. So, as one does, you know, yes. yeah. So, um, my grandma actually said to me, This movie is something that you would love. And this is like when I was five years old and she was like watching me and she like had nothing else to do with me, but like, you know, babysit. (laughs) So (laughs) she basically explained it to me because my grandma, and I don't think back then we even had like tapes of it or whatever. She explained it to me as the way that an old grandma born in 1919 would, you know, basically it's a movie about space wizards. They have these light things that look like, icy pops and, uh, <laughs> they fight each other yes <laughs> <laughs> and there's this mean guy he's dresses in black and he hates everybody and, shroom, shroom, and all that good stuff so i'm enthralled i'm like what is grandma talking about this movie sounds fucking awesome <laughs> of course i couldn't see it and so i like she would just basically put it down my throat. She's like, it's so awesome. When you get old enough, I promise I'm going to take you to a theater to see it. And um, she never did because she's old and she didn't believe in movie theaters, but you know, she tried. <laughs> so <laughs> as soon as I could get my hands on VHS tapes, I watched the whole uh, trilogy, the first, you know, four five and six. Nice. And I was ecstatic. It was the best thing I'd ever seen in my life, and I was instantly hooked. So here I am.
0: And here you are. <laughs> and here we are. So many movies later, and it's still going strong. So it was time well spent, time well invested, I'd say.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: yeah. So who, who, if you had to pick, it's like picking a, a favorite child, I know. But who is your favorite character in the Star Wars universe?
1: Are you serious?
0: Yeah, I am. <laughs> I
1: mean, one character? Okay. Well, old school or new school? At least narrow it down for me.
0: Okay. Just just for the sake of the podcast, <laughs> we're going to go old school and new school. So you get two choices.
1: Okay. Old school, Leia, hands down, of course.
0: Hence the tattoo, uh, yes. New
1: school, K2SO, because that's my dude. Fantastic choice.
0: <laughs> what? I said fantastic choice there. So you would consider K2SO... New school, even though his story happens, like, right before the old school, huh?
1: Well, you see, he's a new introduced character in the canon. Because I could also go Hera on you, but I won't. Stop. <laughs> that see, being said, take <laughs> it.
0: I like that answer. And I, I, I feel bad for the next dude that tries to nerd check you because you are like deep into Star Wars lore. So, you know, Try me. I <laughs> you know, my, my friend Mitchie, actually, she's a a big Star Wars nerd, too. And she famously uh, has stories about people being angry when they play Star Wars Trivial Pursuit with her. So maybe for the podcast, I need to have you guys go head to head in Star Wars Trivia that help. would
1: be absolutely awesome because you have no idea how much canon is in my head and non-canon, mind you. So uh, let's go.
0: I would but like to find be, out. So, be, Mitchie, we're throwing it, down the fun. gauntlet right now.
1: <laughs> You're talking to the girl that's about to have a whole arm full of Star Wars references. So, yeah.
0: Well, I look forward to seeing that. So, Me too. Yes. God. <laughs> so, You know, we're talking about all this fandom and stuff like that. Of course, we have to get in the conventions a little bit more. Um, One of the things that I love about you is that uh, one of the first times, one of the ways we actually met in person for the first time was that uh, you sell comics, like old comics at conventions. You were one of those dealers. That people see in there who are just like hustling the whole time selling buying all that stuff in fact you even sold some of my uh batman animated series figures for me for more than i thought i'd ever see for them. so (laughs) you're definitely a pro (laughs) you peeled me off a little bit you know yes yes you definitely do your thing so do you have any interesting uh stories that you can share about that time or (laughs) is it all just kind of like under the table you don't want to share any industry secrets
1: I mean, no I have plenty of stories. Um I have to say that my most fun convention was um fandom con in Kentucky mm. and that's when I met Jason Muse nice. and like he became we became thick as thieves. I still have like all the pictures that I took with him. Um but he was, like, the coolest person. He basically stayed at my booth, like, the entire weekend. And he bought so much from me. It wasn't even the fact that he, like, bought stuff from me. He, like, came over. He would kick it. He would talk to me. He's like, you're, like, the best vendor here. Like, he was just enthused and that made like the experience so much better he was just like excited and he's like first of all he's like you don't see girl convenient uh, vendors Mm -hmm. second of all you don't see sister vendors at all (laughs) so (laughs) he was just enthralled and i was so happy that he appreciated me for what i brought to the con floor it just made me really happy
0: That's cool. And that was great of him to point that out, too, you know, because, yeah, people just assume that, you know, that's not something that can easily be approached. But knowing Jason Muse and seeing what a a bombastic personality he has. Yeah, that's totally something that he would call out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he called it out because, like, at first people would, you know, they would come in they would be like, is this your booth or do you work here? I'm like, no, this is my booth. This belongs to me so <laughs> <laughs> you can ask me any questions that you have because this is my booth Wonderful. um <laughs> so when he came over he came over because we had um we had an infinity gauntlet that we had for sale that looked yes. like it's awesome really <laughs> badass and he wanted it and you know he asked and he said well do you work here and i said this Yeah, I work here. And then he was like, well, who who runs the booth or whatever? And I was like, me. He was like, oh, shit, girl. Really? (laughs) This is yours? This is your shit? It was like so (laughs) awesome. It It was hilarious. It was the best.
0: That's really cool, man. So that's awesome, man. All right. So, of course, with conventions comes cosplay. Now, I've known you to throw down with cosplay yourself. I've seen you. Uh, in full zombie garb before, uh, <laughs> you know I've seen you famously uh, with your with your um, everyday cosplay as well, where mm-hmm. you'll just kind of like throw a little something extra into your everyday wear, and only the true nerds get it. But everybody else is just like, oh, that's a nice color on her. Oh, that's exactly. a nice little scheme right there. So, <laughs> yeah, what? Why do you cosplay? What makes you want to dress up?
1: Okay, so. Me and cosplay, especially everyday cosplay, Mm -hmm. um, allows me to express myself and my love of all of my fandoms and all of my nerdiness and just basically be me. So everyday cosplay to me is basically waving my nerd flag high and saying, this is me. Accept me as I am. Accept my people as we are. Love us, hate us. We're not going away. That's right. (laughs) So I will throw something into an outfit. And like you said, real nerds will recognize and they'll be like, "Okay, I see what she did there. I get that. And then other people will be like, oh, my God, does she really have on a Star Wars sweater today? Or does she really have on this Avengers outfit? But I do it so well, I think it blends in. So everyday cosplay. Forever and always is going to be my thing. I, I probably will never give it up even when I'm 80 years old.
0: <laughs> it's a beautiful thing because, you know, for nerds with a day job where you can't just go to conventions and cosplay for a living and that sort of thing, you do have to kind of be um, low-key with how you incorporate it into your everyday life sometimes. Like uh you know for instance I have my I have my skull cap collection people who follow me on Instagram see all those that I own I wear them to work and once I get in the building it's like okay got to get professional now <laughs> but you know you go that extra step you still incorporate that into your everyday wear and of course you know you coordinate it with the hair and everything and that's always dope so yeah I try but my best You do you do you do a <laughs> great job so respect for that for sure Thank you <laughs> Right on. So before we finish up, let's talk about some movies and games that are coming out this year that you're looking forward to. Is there anything that's really got your attention, anything that, that has got your uh, interest peaked?
1: Of course. Spider-Man
0: Homecoming. Duh. <laughs> now, why is that the obvious choice? Why Spider-Man Homecoming?
1: Okay, so Spider-Man, besides Deadpool. I think we've had my Deadpool obsession discussion before. Um, But I love everything Spider-Man universe that has ever come out. And I just feel like the Spider-Man Homecoming is a revival of the series that is just going to... Basically, bring it into the Marvel Cinematic Universe as it exists now and just blow the roof off of it. I'm very
0: excited for that. So am I. I'm really looking forward to this. Um, There was a meme floating around for the longest time when the rights to Spider-Man were still with Sony of, like, these little kid Avengers playing in the sandbox. And Spidey was being dragged away uh, dragged away by men in black suits. And he's just looking sad and everything. And the guy in the black suit, he has on like a name badge that says like Sony on there or something like that.
1: Oh, that's hilarious.
0: Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> it was just one of those like pictures you'd see online. You never know who the artist is. Just people would share it and cut off the artist's name, whatever. And that's, that's sad. You shouldn't do that. You should always give credit to the creator. Always
1: give artists credit.
0: That's right. Exactly. Anyway
1: i'm passionate about that if you don't give an artist credit i will find you and whoop your butt you're
0: gonna do a taking on him i get you okay. i am <laughs> so yeah so when the news was uh released that spider-man was going to be part of uh civil war and that mm-hmm. he would be able to play with the marvel cinematic universe mm-hmm. that same artist came back and he drew a picture of them at another playground And this time Spidey is running towards the gang and he's got his eyes all big and he's all happy and excited and they're all excited to see him. And I'm like, that's just really just moving. Isn't it? I didn't know how badly I wanted that moment until (laughs) I had that moment. 'Cause you know, up until then it's like, oh yeah, we got these great movies. We got Iron Man. We don't need Spidey over here. He can stay over there in his little Sony verse with his Andrew Garfield and all that. I was salty, okay?
1: Don't even get me started. But yeah.
0: yeah I was salty. Spidey's
1: back where he belongs.
0: Exactly. I'm I'm glad that these characters get to hang out with one another. Fingers crossed, hopefully one day the X Men can come and play too, but I'm not really holding my breath <laughs> on humans, that one. Cough,
1: cough in humans. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's there's those. But there's those things. There's there's those, but we'll bring and and storm.
1: (laughs) Hey, Lunella is awesome though. So that's like the only Inhuman that I love. Really? Yeah. Not even Lockjaw. Everybody loves Lockjaw. Whatever. It's all about Lunella.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Smartest (laughs) person in the Marvel universe, even smarter than Tony Stark. How could you hate on that?
0: I think it's gonna be difficult. um To have the Inhumans really have that same, I don't know, uh, level of of importance in the Marvel Universe without the Fantastic Four. Every time that I saw the Inhumans, uh, for years, it was always something about Johnny and Lila, uh, you know, being in love. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, Black Bolt is on a rampage or something and he's going to say that word unless Reed can stop him in time. Or even the uh, the Illuminati with uh, Black Bolt and... Reed Richards being on that on that uh, at that table, it it's going to be strange to see them without the Fantastic Four. At least knowing that they can't interact with one another.
1: Yeah, that's but see that's the thing about Marvel and their licenses. Everything gets thrown astray, and then it separates us from the characters that we love and knew um, for silly things like legality and licenses, which. We've been reading these for how long? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, let us have our characters. Let us be happy. You know, Tony, if you're listening, Fox, if you're listening, I'm kidding.
0: But um. <laughs> you sounded like you're about to start a Wyclef song. I'm just
1: saying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fuji this, Fuji that. Where Fuji? Until
1: November. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you went with that oh, one. Please call nine one one. I feel like I just got shut down by Fox and Sony. Yeah, yeah.
0: There's there's, there's a plethora of Wyclef songs we can choose from his catalog that <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> properly reflect this moment. Okay, so that being said, Jamie, it's been awesome to talk to you. I know that, you know, we're homies, but we don't really get to speak verbally that often as, as much as I'd like to. So this is a real treat. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: You are the best.
0: Oh! <laughs> oh shucks! Oh shucks! <laughs> oh shucks! Well, I'm gonna wrap it up. But if, is there anything else that you want to bring up before we go, or have you said your piece?
1: I have said my piece and I rest my case. But <laughs> no, seriously, it's been fun. I loved every minute of it. So hope you guys enjoyed my banter. Um, if not,
0: then yeah, yeah, you know yeah well folks thank you for tuning in and i'm sure they enjoyed you and definitely check out retcon the information is on facebook make sure to type in retcon comic book convention chicago to get the right one um it is august 12th and 13th and uh yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun so hopefully we will see you guys there i'm matt peters for jamie saying tune in tomorrow for another thrilling episode of cast today 2017